Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Danny and I'm here with Charles. How are you, Charles? I'm all right. Thank you very much. Not too bad at all. How are you? I should be oh, rude. How are oh, you? Yeah, I'm all right. Good. Good. Uh, we've got a Tramir fan, Charles, coming on. We do have a Tramir fan. It's none other than Paul from This Is Tranmere. Oh. Yeah. We're going to find exactly what this is. Hey. Apart from being Tranmere. Apart <laughs> from Tranmere. <laughs> but, 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 but. But, few few things, but. few items on the agenda first. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've got some agenda <laughs> items. Wow, yeah. we the council. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with that, shall we? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, Monday night, well, Monday daytime. Let's start with the daytime because we put um, Kelvin Thomas and the club put out a statement saying that we have made an improved offer to Northamptonshire, West Northamptonshire Council, mm. those joyous people, um, to more than satisfy their stated objectives. Mm. Yeah. So some mm. of these things we've done to match the offer of Sildara. Mm. I'm still not completely sure who they are, but hey. <laughs> there we go. We've matched that offer of 2.05 million, which is a lot yes. more than we originally bid. We are covering the whole athletics track, transferring to NTFC. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's ever any development on any part of the athletics track, NTFC will agree that it can only be used for the benefit of NTFC or the community. Oh, but what does that mean? But- <laughs> No, no, not enough time. <laughs> uh, NTFC is still required to complete the East End. Thank Christ for that. 
<laughs> and an overage provision to WNC on a sale of the CDNL land. And that's a lot of acronyms. But yeah, did you enjoy the cabinet meeting? On oh, Angels? I loved it. it full of, full I... of wonderful uh, middle-class white people oh, wasn't making decisions. Such a diverse <laughs> cabinet, isn't it? They all look I mean, so happy to be there, didn't they? We're not very political on this podcast whatsoever. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure that Northampton isn't as white as that room suggests. It, it really isn't, is it? Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway. uh, apart from that, they <laughs> didn't make any decisions. Uh, about three no, or no, four. No, hang on a minute. That's not fair. <laughs> is That's it not? not fair. They did make a decision. They made a decision <laughs> that was to not make a decision. They decided That's to. That's the decision end- that they made. They decided to attend the meeting. Oh, and that. They made two, two, two decisions. crucial decisions. But yeah, the decision was they're delaying the decision again, oh. um, which I think we're all a bit like, we're fed up now. I've, I've had enough now of just delays after delays after delays. It's just getting ridiculous. I don't know why I, you, or anybody else was actually really that surprised. <laughs> because, well, <laughs> your laugh says it all, but that wasn't the reason why we we, we shouldn't be surprised. Um, I, the reason why I don't think really we should be surprised is that what they they got they got a new offer from the club mm. a matter of hours before this meeting, and when it's taken them this long to get to this point, <laughs> are you surprised that they wanted another week? to look over a deal, you know, a new offer, essentially. Because that's what it was. I mean, granted, the offer is essentially a bit more money, but there's mm. also those extra provisions inside of it, as you quite rightly detailed. And, you know, I think that it's probably a fair thing, as pointless as I'd felt. And I, the issue is that it was built up by the football club. It was built up by the media. It was built up by... Us, you know, as being this could be it, you know, this could be the not necessarily the end, but the beginning of the end of the saga. And then for it to just be like so deflating by being kicked down the road. I love the bit, by the way, where the guy went, This isn't us kicking it down the road, by the way, kicking the can down the road. But we're going to kick it down the road. It absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like that going, yeah, yes, you are. You're, that is the very definition of kicking the can down the road. Yeah. We didn't get any timescales, did we, officially? Or? No, but there has been a thing come out today in the Chronicle and Echo, so we're recording on Wednesday, that says 8th of March they will reconvene a cabinet meeting to essentially, as Rob Page would put it, go again. We go again. So that's Tuesday the 8th of March. Should we do a live stream? Oh. Like a, a watch along on YouTube, a YouTube watch along <laughs> of the council meeting might make it a bit more interesting. Tell you what, join the Patreon. We'll do a Zoom. Oh, <laughs> why not? Absolutely brilliant. Uh, what else has happened? Ryan Nolan signing. Oh, what yes. a signing! His sisters are we dancing in the streets? We they will. Um, oh, what was it about an eighteen-month contract or so? I think it's. I think so. Yeah, six foot months. two, twenty-three-year-old. Oh. Um, any other measurements? Inside leg? <laughs> Sadly not, no. Um, <laughs> Shoe size. Very much um, one for the future, apparently. Apparently. Says John Brady. Yeah. Um, also, judging by the uh, articles I read, one hmm. from the past. One from the past, is he? Well, not for us, but he was one for the future back in the past. Oh, okay. And then he did his ACL? Yeah. Yeah. Feels yeah. like like just seeing an opportunity to sign someone, see what happens, in it? It can't be any... 
massive dent in our contracts. It's kitty, can it? I'm assuming it's a kitty. It's a piggy bank, actually. Piggy bank, it's yeah. one of those that you have to smash to get open. Yeah, it sounds like one. If he if he does, it obviously looks like it's going to go out on loan. It looks like it's going to be for next season at, at the earliest. I would have thought to to actually give him game time. Yeah, but it's a risk free one, I think, isn't it? From what I can gather, oh, I think I don't think it's any. Risk, it has any impact yeah. on us looking in any other positions for other free signings, doesn't it? It's, I would. Yeah, I would highly doubt it. And at the end of the day. Let's and I know we don't want to think this, but what happens if the horse or Guthrie, you know, don't come back horse for next bolts. season? Whether it's being sold or they leave, you know, at the end of the contract. I haven't looked to be specific, but you know, if we were left completely without, you know, a gap or with that gap to fill, isn't it better that we've already got somebody in the door? There's already that preparation there. Yeah. I mean, you know, our back what would you call it, a back four or a back five, depending, you know, on which system we're playing, has looked pretty solid for the majority of the season. Our issue hasn't been defending. Mm. It's been going forward. So surely you want to make sure that, you know, you've got something that is a nice rock. Well, you want to keep that rock solid, don't you? You don't want to let it develop cracks. Yeah. And obviously Tyler McGlaw will be going back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as well, so and of yeah. course, there's Max Dyche as well to hopefully come back in, having played. Um, it, it, I was going to. It's not professional football. Maybe it is professional football. In fairness, I, I shouldn't be so uh, detrimental to the non-league. But you know, playing senior football is the word I should have said. Mm. Um, so hopefully, he'll come back from that uh, a better player and, and more ready to step into our first team. Um. Dyche and Nolan together at Dyson last. <laughs> like they always dreamed. <laughs> uh, there was a match last night, Charles, which we'll get into. Uh, I mean, we could probably talk for a good hour about the complexities of the emotions that came out of it. Um, first half, basically, well, let's sum it up. First half, good. Second half, bad. Done. That's essentially it, isn't it? <laughs> and I know Neil was apoplectic on Twitter. Oh, he wasn't happy, was um, he? The fan base seems a little bit divided again in terms of Brady. Um, I don't know if you watched it back today, but it was pretty poor second half. But I think I have not. No, I've I've seen the goal, and yeah. I, one thing I want to say about this match because I don't really want to talk about it, Danny. You might oh, be able okay. to tell. Right. Credit to the referee. Ooh. Don't do it often enough. Credit to the referee. Could have blown for a foul. Could have yes. stopped the game and brought it back. But no, he let Mitch Pinnock shrug off his. Um, uh, attempted <laughs> shirt puller, and um, yeah, stick it away in the back of the net. Much better it. punishment yeah. than a free kick, and what I presume would have been a yellow card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, second half apparently was awful. Yes, it was pretty bad. Um, it mm-hmm. basically summed up our season. I think like we can be good, mm-hmm. decent to good, but we can also be terrible. Um, <sighs> And I don't is really, it really know. That bad? What... Is it really terrible or is it just bad? I mean, it was just, yeah, it was bad to terrible. Like, okay. I don't know. I don't know where we go because it's like we're, we've got what, 12 games left, is it? I just think nothing's going to change much now. So let's just try and get through it and try and get promoted because it's a, there's there's a chance there. There's obviously Exeter and Mansfield who are going to more than likely overtake us uh, with their games in hand. But well, you don't know that because they've still got to win those games. They do. They've got 
I think three points behind with three games in hand, aren't they? Yeah, and um, I think so. we are we are looking at this league and we are basically turning around and saying that this league is basically terrible. It so, is, but then you get results like that, doesn't you? Like you got Tranmere coming into the game. We'll talk about in a little bit. Um, they've lost three of the last four as well, so they're not going to come mm-hmm. into it in very good form either. So it, it's that kind of league where you, you never know. Like Exeter might lose them three games in hand, but we've got to do something to get behind the team again. And especially with it being our birthday. <gasps> happy let's, birthday! Happy birthday! Yes, mm. have a, let's have a birthday bash. Let's have some of that. Have you seen the um, the big one, two, five they did with all the old kits? I, enjoyed I that. have. Cobbler's Collectibles. That's, yeah, that little, was brilliant. Yeah, Love it. EBS kit in there. Can spot. Oh, lovely. Resplendent. That's the first kit that I ever bought. The orange it? away EBS kit. Yeah. yeah. I say yeah. I bought. Dad bought it. Yeah. Gave it to me. There you go. It doesn't fit. I tried it on. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a hundred hundred page souvenir program. Oh, yeah. Five Local pounds. Schools have been getting involved. They've been making banners, looking at yeah. different decades. There's been this is you'll like this one, Charles, and I like this one. One two five beer. Special, oh, I do like that. A special one two five beer in Carlsbad. We're going to be in Carlsbad after the game, Charles, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes, yes. A bit of one one two five brew if there's any left. That'll be lovely. That yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Lovely. I'm hoping. Um, it, I'm hoping on? there'll be plenty. Yeah. Because I'm presuming it's just Carlsberg have stuck a badge on an you know an already <laughs> existing beer. We'll find out. Having worked in the trade, I pretty much know that's what happens. <laughs> well, come on, Charles, you want to sell it? <laughs> Look, I, I I think it's great. It's a brilliant uh, thing to put through, and I, I'm really pleased that they've done it. Good it's uh, it's really good. Um, like you say, the legends are going to be out as well, so yes. it'll be nice to hang around. Give, give you something to hang around at half time for, don't I? I think I might plan my toilet break before half time when there's an injury or something because yeah, i want to I mean, see, I wanna see this could, parade we could sort things out you know because obviously you're going to have isaac with you so yeah. i mean we'll, we'll do like a little tag team thing oh yeah you can yeah. go but and... you sitting near me are you? i don't, I know, don't know yet oh, gonna... okay. i haven't got my ticket yet get ticket, to be honest. Like, get it sorted i'll have really? it by the time that the pod goes out by the time okay. you're listening i will have my ticket Good. it'll all be um, fine yeah legends again can't wait we, we can recruit our masters team from there. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, um, speaking of legends, yeah, um, I believe we've got a legend coming on now. We do. Yeah, oh. we've got Paul Harper from This Is Tramier. How are you doing, Paul? Yeah, I'm good, fellas. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, not bad, not bad. We've um, just been talking about last night's game, um, so obviously hoping for a bit more from this weekend. <laughs> but um, it's a bit of a weird. Second versus third game, I think, at the minute. I think it's fair to say, because we're both not on the best of forms. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're both coming into it kind of a little bit nervous about teams chasing us, I think it's fair to say. But for, what what are your kind of feelings coming into this? Because it, it does feel like we're both kind of lingering up there, but we're not quite sure how we got there at the minute. Yeah, if we'd, if we'd have done this podcast about four weeks ago, I, I'd have been buzzing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'd been looking looking forward to this game. The last few weeks have really hit us um, quite hard. And um, we beat Swindon 3-0 on the 8th of February. And that was kind of the pinnacle performance. It was it was a really good performance. You know, we got the obviously three good goals, dominated the whole game from start to finish. And it was the complete performance that we've not really seen this season. We've got we've been picking up results, but we haven't really seen that that you know that performance that that, that 
puts a cherry on the cake. And that was that, and it's uh, it seemed that was the pinnacle, uh, and it's gone extremely downhill after that. Um, so yeah, it's been it has been a you know a sticky two or three weeks, but um, you know we're still in the top three somehow. And um, as you say, second v third, really big game, and uh, yeah, it, sh- it should be one we're looking forward to. But as you say, there is a bit of trepidation there, and. Uh, Obviously, you guys have had a, a, a good season so far as well. Um, should be should be interesting. Let's put it that way. What What were your expectations at the start of the season, Paul? Were you Were you looking for promotion? Was that the number one aim? I mean, I, I know that's an obvious sort of thing that all football fans obviously want, but was that a realistic target for Tranmere? Do you think? I think I think so. Yeah. I mean, albeit you know that our summer transfer dealings weren't weren't the greatest, let's say. I mean, we brought in um, Callum McManaman, who was kind of like the the, the the star signing, if you like, albeit he hasn't worked out quite as well as, as all that expectation and hope would have spoken for. But, you know, we, we started the season with a young lad called Elliot Nevitt up front, who we signed from uh, Warrington Rylands in the summer. Um, he was playing sort of Northwest Counties, which is step five non-league. And he was he was brought in basically as a bit of a development player, and we missed out on so many targets that um, he ended up um, leading our strike force for the first two or three months of the season, which wasn't ideal. Um, but yeah, we've we've added to the squad as as we've kind of gone along, and things seem to have knitted together a lot better. I think it, in the summer, you know, with Mickey Mellon coming back, the kind of the the motion from a couple of years ago by the EFL, the points per game thing, which still wrangles with us even now um you know being sort of demoted back into the into this division coming i would say i was going to say coming so close last season but we were a million miles away in in all honesty under Keefell. um it was around this this time last year that we kind of fell off a cliff um and then the same things kind of happening now but we were we were looking you know, good for automatic promotion last year, and and the wheels fell off, and um, James Vaughan got injured, and we we literally couldn't score a goal, um, and then obviously Kiefer lost it, lost his job, and uh, yeah, so I think I think expectation at Tranmere is is that we are a League One club, sort of top end League One, um, whether that's realistic or not, um, that's a debate for another day, but I think. Obviously, with the demotion, which we felt was very unjust, um, you know, we do want to be back in League One. So the, the target had to be promotion. That's why Mickey's been brought in. Um, he obviously knows how to do that, having done back to back with us previously and, and won promotions with other clubs he's been at as well. So that's that's most definitely the aim. And obviously, given the position we're in now, you know, I would say <laughs> in inverted commas, looking good. Um, <laughs> to try and do it if we can turn the results around. Um, so, yeah, we're in a, we're in a good position. Um, we just need to kick on again. Um, and these, these next 12 games are going to be absolutely massive and not, you know, no bigger than, than Saturday. So, uh, talking about Mickey Mellon. Yeah, but, I mean, firstly, points per game. We're big fans of points per game, so I don't know what you're talking <laughs> love about it. there. Uh, love <laughs> absolutely it, love it. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, Mickey Mellon, uh, who's obviously come back second spell, was it It was back-to-back promotions, I think, last time, wasn't it? He got you from Conference to League One, or National League, sorry, to League One. Um, 
In terms of like the whole history of Tramie, how high is he regarded? I would say, I mean, I'm speaking personally. I know a lot of people kind of disagree with me. I, I'm, I'm putting him up there as the best manager we've ever had um, in terms of what he's, what he's achieved. Obviously, the bat to promotions, which no other Tramier manager has, has achieved. But just the ability to change a game with a substitution or a tactical change. We had a lot of success under Johnny King um, in the late 80s, early 90s. But we, we had a big benefactor back then and a lot of money and we were able to bring in players like Pat Nevin, John Aldridge, um, people like that, um, Liam O'Brien, international players who could help us move up the divisions. Whereas Mickey has been, you know, he's as I mentioned, we, we brought in a lad from, from, from Rylands in non-league and that's kind of the, 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 the difference, the kind of the market, that we're shopping in now is very, very different to the one that Johnny King was. And albeit he took us to the brink of, of the Premier League, um, Mickey obviously got us back into, into League One, which at the time was as momentous a, an achievement as as, as those from um, the early 90s. So I, I hold him in the highest esteem. I think he's he's done fantastic for the club. The, the big thing for us is that he, he actually he understands the, the town, the support, Having been a player here twice as well, obviously this is his second managerial spell as well. He understands what it what it means to the club, to the to the sport supporters. Sorry, and obviously we you know we've gone through everybody's gone through difficult times at the minute, but you know Birkenhead is not a you know is not a you know a cash rich city by any means. Um, you know it's a, a very working class town, um, and that's kind of what we want from our football team: hard working, grafting. Um, and he, he understands and he gets that and he, he he converses very, very well and he comes across very well to the supporters, which I think is important. Keyfail was the complete opposite and didn't get it whatsoever. And um, he just pissed everyone off. He said that we were, you know, we felt we were, you know, obliged to beat, you know, teams every week and, you know, they, they should be thankful for the job he was doing, getting us into the into the top seven, this, that and the other. So he, he, he didn't understand the support base whatsoever. Mickey gets it one hundred percent, and uh, you know he's he's got a great, you know, Tramway's got a massive place in his heart. I know, I kind of know him personally as well. Um, he wants the very best for the for the club and for the team on the pitch on a Saturday. So, you know, he's he, I think he's got, if not a hundred percent, then definitely ninety nine percent of everybody's backing um, to 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 uh, to get us where we we say we belong, which is uh, which is back in League One. Uh, CC coming into the game at the weekend, four games without a win. I think I'm right in saying it's three defeats in four as well, yep. which is when we were not a lot better. So <laughs> no need to worry about that. Um, is, is there any cut? I know you said like 99% uh, behind him. Is there any kind of frustrations about things like playing style and not scoring enough goals or, or is it basically just everyone's behind him? Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, if we if we don't win a game, there's a there's a meltdown <laughs> on the internet. So <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's the uh, it's the modern day football fan. I think um, every club's the same. I'm sure. You know, there's plenty of cobblers fans who are not best pleased when when you guys don't win. And yeah, the performances in the last three or four games have not been have not been great. They've not really inspired any confidence. 
Um, you know, we've not looked like a team that was sitting second, third in the league. Not been the best. But um, as I said, it's performances like that one before the four games against Swindon where we absolutely played them off the park. And, you know, it's it's hoping that we can get back to the, that sort of form. Um but yeah, these last three or four games have not been not been good enough whatsoever, and uh, I think there'll be, there would have been some some harsh words said in the dressing room on on Saturday. We got ourselves back from two goals down to two all somehow with two fluky goals, um, and that's exactly the time when you you think right, shut up, shop, let's take a point, um, and we just gave away two sloppy goals right at the end um, to lose at Newport, so. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure there was definitely some harsh words said. Um, hopefully, some, some the players are big enough to take that on the chin, and uh, hopefully, we'll see a bit of a reaction on Saturday. Mm. So we're pretty similar in terms of goals scored, goals conceded. Um, both of us now the joint lowest goals conceded in the league. Um, so we all know where it's going on Saturday. <laughs> four four, anyone? <laughs> I take that, Danny. Take yeah. That. <laughs> but um yeah, it was quite rare for you to concede four goals like that at Newport, wasn't it? Like, did that just come out of nowhere? A little bit, I would say. But yeah, we we just we didn't really we never got going whatsoever. And Newport Newport are a strong side, once they're a great side. But um they knew um they knew what they were doing and on the day our back four was a bit shaky and um, yeah it was just one of those days where we're just all over the place but I think you have you have performances like that where you know your strikers aren't holding the ball up your midfielders aren't you know play you know keeping all the possession and you your back four that you rely on 99% of the time because the rest of the team is doing well it kind of you know the it's the uh, it's the domino effect, I think, and you know they fell apart as well, unfortunately. So one of those days, we just got to put it down to that, hopefully. And you know, Peter Clark and Tom Davis and um, Nat Knight Percival have been really, really, really solid for us so far, um, barring last Saturday. So you know, they've got plenty of experience between them. I'm sure, you know. I think we've got the oldest defence pretty much in the in the division, maybe the country in total. So, you know, you've got to think that they'll they'll brush it aside, they'll put it behind them, and uh, you know, clean sheet on on Saturday will be what their their main aim will be. So, in terms of like your style of play, um, I've been looking around some of your forums and things. There's there's a little bit of frustration about the, the counter attacking style. Not just not being clinical enough at the end sounds a little bit like us again um, in terms of the frustrations that we were over reliant on the defensive side of things. Um, is that something that you see in them? In them? Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, if we just spoke three months ago when we were barely scoring a goal at all, yeah. <laughs> um, most definitely, and the. We've tried a few a few different systems um, over the course of the season, and I think the one that works best for us is the old school four four two, and in players getting wide, getting crosses into the box, and we've got as I say Nevit, who's done really well since coming in. Uh, he's he's very raw, but he's you know he's a he's a big lump, he's a he's a nuisance, 
I mean, he's not a he's not going to be a thirty goal a season striker, but he's one of those where you can it'll make a bit of space for somebody else if you know what I mean. So we've got Josh Hawks, um, who we signed permanently in in January. A really good winger. He was unfortunately injured, and I think him being out of the side and lacking that little bit of width has really um, led to some of the you know the poorer performances and the and the lack of goal threat that we've had in recent weeks. Um, so yeah, hopefully um, we can get him back as, as soon as possible. But as I said, McManaman came in in the summer. Um, obviously, plenty of Premier League experience from Wigan and West Brom and the like. And we were expecting big things from him, and he hasn't really set the world alight. And it needs somebody like him to to step up to the plate now and uh, and take that mantle while Hawks is on the sidelines. He is someone that I, I was so surprised that came to League Two because you remember him, like I say, playing in the Premier League, um, tearing it up a little bit. I think was he in Wigan's FA Cup winning team or he was, squad, yeah. at least. Um, is it just been consistency with him, or is it just has he never really? The, gone above a certain level it is a bit of consistency i think mother time is catching up with him let's say <laughs> um and his, his legs are going and you can see you can see that ability that he's got and he's you know he'll, he'll never lose that you know the the technical ability on the ball and stuff like that but he you know whereas two or three years ago he would have glided past someone it's just not there at the minute and yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's been sort of in and out of the side. He hasn't really had a run of games, which obviously doesn't help with your with your match fitness. And when you're coming in, you're coming in cold. So it's not it's not been ideal. But he hasn't really earned a place in the team to you know to earn a run of games. So it's it has been difficult for him. And as I say, he's got bags of ability, and there's there's no question about that. But um, I think sort of fitness wise the. You know, there leaves a lot to be desired, let's say. Mm. And a couple of other players who we like to have a quick look through the, the team page to do a little bit of research. Um, Sam Foley, how's he doing? Because I think he went up to Scotland after us, came back to you. Seems to have been doing well, pretty consistent. Is he still getting in? Is he still playing? Another one who's kind of in and out of the team. I really like him. I really like him. I think he, whenever he comes in, he does a good job. He's he's played centre half as well this for, this season for us, um, during a bit of a an injury crisis. But he's he's one of those those players who's you know reliable. You know he can stick him. I mean he's played number ten. I think he's played defensive midfield. He's played centre back. Um, he does a he does a steady job. Nothing's you know outstanding or spectacular, but he's that steady Eddie that. I think every team probably needs. As I say, he's been sort of in and out of the team, hasn't really had a, a you know a real run of games. But again, you know he's mid thirties. Um, <laughs> time is catching up with him a little bit as well, I imagine. So, um, but yeah, when when he comes in, he does it. He does a good job, and I imagine that um, he'll probably be on the bench on on Saturday. Um, having not played uh, too much recently, but. As I say, if he if he if he comes on, you know exactly what you're going to get from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds quite familiar. I think um, the other one I was looking at, Kieran Morris, who seems to be one of these, another one who's really consistent, another one who's just steady, can put in performance week after week. Is he the top scorer this season as well? 
Oh, probably. He's, he's got he's like not, five goals. He's got five goals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we can relate to that kind of thing. Um, but he's never really done that that much in his career as well. Is there something that's changed with him this season or is it just down to he's just I'm top scorer? Just with he, is, he is top scorer with five goals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, w- I was half joking with you then. Um, yeah, he is. He is. He is our top goal scorer. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's one of them that can frustrate at times because you know he's got the ability to pull out a thirty-yard screamer or you know play that killer pass. It's every time he he tries it and it it really doesn't work. Um, that that frustrates you. He has been a lot more consistent last um, this year. I think last year was a bit of a disappointing season for him, but, you know, did last season ever happen? Uh, it was a very strange one all round. So, yeah, he, he's definitely, you know, again, bags of ability, um, someone you want to, to get on the ball in those attacking areas because you know he can do something. Um, and, yeah, he has he has, <laughs> he has been a goal threat um, from the wide areas. So, um, yeah, somebody that, <laughs> we're relying on for goals with his five. <laughs> so, uh, Charles, is Sam Hoskins our top scorer at the minute, I'm assuming? I it's believe so, happening. yes. Yeah, and well, yeah, when that happens, you know, we're in trouble. <laughs> um, in anyone second else? in the league, though. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> it's, it's, I was saying, no idea. Season. no idea. <laughs> um, anyone else we should look out for at the weekend? We signed a young lad from Everton on loan, um, Towards the end of January, a lad called um, oh, let me get his name right, uh, Lewis Lewis Warrington, nineteen-year-old midfield player who has again you know bags of ability, um, played some exquisite passes to uh, set up a couple of goals a few weeks ago uh, when we actually scored some. So he he's definitely one to look out for, and I think um, Kane Hemmings as well. Strike we brought in from uh, from Burton in January. Um, he's kind of the uh, target man that we that we're using at the minute. He's you know hard working. Again, he's kind of his opportunities in front of goal have been limited, but um, he's someone on his day who can definitely cause a few problems. But you know, as we've been saying, <laughs> our, our goal threats have been uh, few and far between. So I think Peter Clark was, was um, for quite a long time, our top goal scorer with two goals. So um, that kind of sums up the, uh, you know, the goal scoring threats that we, we've been offering this season. Charles, before predictions, mm. I, I'm going to let you ask this last question that we always ask to either calm us down or get us... <laughs> Devastated. Didn't really work last week, but no, it didn't. I can't believe you're handing over the reins of your favourite question. <laughs> um, so, Danny's favourite question, Paul, is how are you at defending set pieces? <laughs> um, I'm going to say not bad. Ah, I think uh, <laughs> Peter Clark is one of those players that seems to have a magnet in his head, <laughs> um, and quite often. Well, since he's been at Tranmere anyway, for the two two and a bit years that we've been watching him, he's he's the one that you want attacking the ball when it comes into the box. If it's anybody else, then you know there are question marks. But if he's 
I mean, he did score an own goal the other day, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. But <laughs> um, yeah, if the if the ball's coming in the box and he's underneath it, I'm sitting quite calmly in my seat um, that that we're going to you know clear our lines. But as I say, if it's if it's anybody else, um, there might be heart in mouth. But um, yeah, you know, we're not too we're not too bad. We're, that that is quite a strong area of our of our game and. Um, I know lots of teams exploit on on set plays, but that's something that Mickey Mellon sort of prides himself on and organisation and and the kind of defensive side of the game. So hopefully we don't concede three goals from set pieces now. <laughs> it's 40 now, Peter, Peter Clarkson. I was, I was just looking up our audience. Really? I, knew, I knew he's been yeah. around a long time. Um, yes. And I know we were linked with him once, once upon a blue moon, but 14 now, still going strong. Love a bit of that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, he's, he's been outstanding. Outstanding. Um, last season was voted Player of the Year by you know his head and shoulders above anybody else. Um, you know, his, his he played every single league game. I think every minute of every league game last season, he missed out a few of the uh, the Mickey Mouse. What's it called? The Pizza Cup thing. Yeah. Um, he missed a, a few of those games, but he played every minute of every league game last season. I think he's done similar this year. Might have missed one or two games. I think. Mr. Reliable, Mr. Reliable. Apart from that own goal the other day, uh, <laughs> he's been he's been outstanding again. And you know how he keeps himself as fit as he does is you know hats off to him, credit to him. Um, I think he could probably play on for another two or three years if he wanted to. Um, yeah, he's been he's been absolutely outstanding. All right, that doesn't give me a lot of hope. Then, Charles, um, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 in a minute. Um, but Paul, as you might know, it's uh, Cobbler's birthday on this week and this is our anniversary game so we're going to have a, a load of legends doing a parade at halftime what do you think you can do to ruin our party apart from beating <laughs> us oh, yeah. the, 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 the obvious yeah. I remember um, Tramer held a uh, 125th anniversary game back in 2009 and we lost 4-1 at home to Swindon <laughs> in one of the most <laughs> dreadful performances I've ever seen brilliant <laughs> So um, hopefully, <laughs> um, but in all honesty, I think it's going to be a bit of a a bit of a nervy game, as you as you've mm. been mentioning. Mm. It seems like it's going to be quite cagey, doesn't it? It's like it's one of them. I think so. I yeah. think so. I think it's one of those games where we might be going into it thinking can't really afford to lose this one, um, and I think a point would be. You know, a really good, <laughs> really good outcome, mm-hmm. given our last four results. So, um, yeah, I think it could, it could be a tight one. Um, it might be just you know one moment of brilliance um, defines the game, or it could be the uh, the board draw that we all fear. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals. I'm afraid. But mm. um, are you going nil nil? We'll come to predictions now. We'll if there is if there is one, hopefully, pray to God that Kevin Morris can make it. To, to six goals for the season. <laughs> um, is that what you're going for? One nil, one nil, trying to win. We'll go on to predictions now. Go on, I'll stick my neck on the line. Yeah. And yeah, one, one nil. I normally, I normally predict us to lose because I'm hopeless. Oh, everyone things, does but, that, nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll go one nil, Rovers. Speaking of someone who's useless at predictions, Charles. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Uh, you going for? Yes, the, your fields. resident awful prediction maker is in the house. Um, Six fields, I, three o'clock. 
Oh, thank you. I didn't realise I was taking Neil's role and not yeah. knowing when we were playing. Um, I'm go- I'm going to go nil nil, oh. and I'm also. Oh, do you know? I, I, excited about I this shouldn't. One. I shouldn't be like this, should I? I'm feeling really, really negative about this. More so we're because really I know sell- I'm home. We're really selling it to the uh, to the public. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah. I mean, Get the- your tickets, folks. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the big issue for me is that because I I always. The last few weeks, I've 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 kind of done that thing, haven't I? Where I've gone right, I'll go for a one nil win, and then we lose one nil. So the following game, I went, okay, we'll lose one nil, and we lost one nil, and it was just like, oh, for goodness' sake, this is ridiculous. So I feel like the safest thing for me to say is a nil nil draw, and cool. everybody else take their serious predictions from Danny, please. Uh, I'm going three three then. Hey. I think it's form book's going to turn on its head in terms of the goals for and against columns, and it's good. we're going to get a ding dong for the anniversary. How about that? That'd be good. So we'll get That'd Eric Sabin coming off the bench. Oh, because he's he's gone the wrong way when they've asked him to to come away from the Legends Parade. I don't know if he's going to be there, but if he's not, I'm going to riot. <laughs> Throw some Haribo at Calvin. Yeah, 3-3. <laughs> yeah. Three, three. Let's, let's have it. Um, thank you, Paul. Thank you so much for joining us. Can, can you give you a quick plug to your podcast while you're here? Yeah, I mean, we haven't recorded one for two, two three months, but uh, <laughs> um, at This Is Tranmere on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, you'll find all the links to, uh, to subscribe and all the rest of it on there. Um, so, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, thanks very much, Paul. Thanks again for joining us. Charles, thank you. Oh, thank you. I will Dan. see you thank on Saturday. Yes. Please yes. bring Haribo. I will do. I'll, I'll bring bags full. And I'll, good. I'll bring the award as well. Oh, yes. I'm not. Uh, thank yeah. you. Uh, next week, we're going to be speaking to a Carlisle fan. Oh. Give Keith a ring, shall we? Oh, give <laughs> Keith a ring. Get him on. It's not doing anything. Uh, thank <laughs> you, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back next week. And happy birthday, Cobblers. Happy birthday. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.